Today on CityCast Philly, the midterm election is over. No more campaign ads, texts, calls, or mailers. But some of the nationally watched races in Pennsylvania still need to be decided. It could be a couple of days while election officials continue to count ballots. The CityCast Philly team was up late last night watching the results trickle in. Here's what happened. It's Wednesday, November 9th, 2022. I'm Trinae and this is CityCast Philly. Happy election night, y'all. It's around 7.45 on Tuesday. We've got about 15 minutes before the the polls close in Philly. And we're going to be chatting every hour until 10 p.m. It's it's a long night. (laughs) Uh, But I got the gang here with me. Joining me now is lead producer Alexandra McMahon in Maniunk. Producer Abby Fritz is in South Philly. And I'm in West. Hey, y'all. Hey. Hey, (laughs) Can you tell I'm excited? (laughs) Yeah. Yes, I can. It must be all that election night pizza and soda. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right? What is it with journalists in newsrooms and pizza? I don't know. I don't know either. But yeah, I feel like it's not a true election night unless I've got a, a slice of pizza. So... I was happy that we could do that. I'm just the gluten-free producer over here eating some soup instead of pizza. Oh. <laughs> Can't join in on the pizza vibe. I wish I could. Abby's starting a new trend for election nights. <laughs> yes. Soup on election night. Yes. Okay, so how did y'all vote this year? Was it in person or mail-in ballots? Well, I did the mail-in way. I mean, kind of mail-in. Like, I got my ballot in the mail, but then I procrastinated too long and didn't have enough time to actually send it back through the mail. So I dropped it off (laughs) today at one of those ballot drop-off boxes. But it was really easy. And, like, I don't know. I um, lived in Colorado for a long time, and that's a big mail-in ballot state. So that's just the way I prefer to do it. It's just easy. I like to sit at home. I like to just have my laptop up with my little ballot guides and just do it that way nice how about for you abby yeah i'm the same i i also did mail-in it's 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 what i'm comfortable with i came from college doing mail-ins because i was a resident of california and was at school on the east coast so i'm kind of used to that format i can look everything up on my time it's a lot more accessible that way it's just easier for me so yeah okay well hey whatever works as long as you participate you know I took it a different approach. I went in person, but this year I was like, you know what? I don't feel like standing in line. So uh, I came in, I rolled in around 11 a.m. and I was actually the 100th voter. What? That's so cool. And I got a sticker, so. <laughs> did you? Did the sticker say you were the 100th voter or did it just say I voted? No, it, it didn't, it oh. just said I voted. Uh, but it was in Spanish. And, <laughs> uh, and I, I think the big thing we kept hearing about today though and all this week is don't expect results to be in early so that's another thing that makes Pennsylvania so interesting it's going to take a while for votes to be counted similar to what happened in 2020 so you know winners we may not know who will be declared tonight uh, on Tuesday on election night but we will keep everyone updated when we get more updates as well. 
And then something else happened this morning in Philly that meant results would be even more delayed. Right, Xandra? Yeah, yeah. This was like, we kind of all woke up to this news um, on election day because like early Tuesday morning, Philadelphia city commissioners basically voted to reinstate this thing called poll book reconciliation. So this process basically just double checks that people who voted with mail-in ballots did not also vote in person. So out of an abundance of caution and wanting to kind of get ahead of those claims of any like possible election fraud in Philadelphia, that three-person board of city commissioners decided just like, let's just do it. We'll do the poll book reconciliation. But yeah, like you were saying, Trinae, that means that results are going to take even longer to come in tonight and and tomorrow and maybe even bleed into, you know, a couple days for the rest of the week. So it's just, it's just interesting um, how these things can kind of, you know, peter out. <laughs> Yeah. Democracy. <laughs> Democracy at work, right? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll be bringing whatever results we, we get tonight, so. All right. It's about 8.24 p.m. in Philly, and the results are starting to come in. Do y'all remember when we spoke to Denise Clay Murray, who's our political contributor, and she talked about just how historically voter turnout is low mm -hmm. in the city. And according to the Philadelphia election commissioners, it turns out that there are over 1 million registered voters uh, for this election cycle. But so far, we only have about 64,000 ballots uh, counted right now, which is about 6%. Does this surprise anyone? Or a little too early to tell? I think it's a little too early to tell. I mean, I know that there were definitely um, articles. I was seeing a lot of stories today about how uh, Philadelphia election officials were expecting like big turnout at the polls the day of. So I'd be interested to know what the numbers are of like how many people went to the polls and voted, um, which I think we won't, we won't know those numbers um, for a little bit. But yeah, I mean, I'm hoping. I know midterms, it's, it's harder to get people out and vote, but like, I'm hoping that, you know, we'll see that number grow because 6% is a pretty low voter turnout rate. Yeah, and we have all the corrections right. too that hopefully people were able to see those and those, if, any, if everybody was able to get in before eight to correct, you know, any mail-ins that didn't count initially. So yeah, hopefully more than 6% would be awesome. So let's just remind our listeners uh, who is running in these races. Now, we're talking major uh, party candidates. Uh, let's break down the governor's race. We have our current state attorney general, Josh Shapiro, who's a Democrat, and Republican hopeful Doug Mastriano. So Shapiro, again, has been PA's top prosecutor since 2017. And he was a former state rep for Montgomery County. And I know that Shapiro, um, kind of over the course of this race between um, him and Mastriano, like he, he's been uh, polling better than Mastriano. Like I think that that, um, you know, for a, for a few weeks now, I think the race is narrowed. But for for a while now that they've predicted that Shapiro um you know, has has a greater chance at winning this this mm -hmm. governor's race. Mm -hmm. 
But um, yeah, and then on the other side, Mastriano, so the the GOP uh, candidate for governor, um, he is a state senator right now. So for the governor's race, I mean, it's early right now. Um, but looking at the state returns that we have so far, again, these are primarily mail-in ballots, which will skew Democratic typically. Um, so for governor right now, uh, Josh Shapiro, uh, Democrat, is sitting at 84% of the vote. Um, GOP candidate Doug Mastriano is sitting at 14% of the vote in the state of Pennsylvania. Um, but again, this is all mail-in ballots that are being counted right now. And I'm sure that we will see that number shift dramatically over the course of the night. All right. Well, we talked about the Pennsylvania governor's race, but there is another race that the entire country is focused on. And that is the U.S. Senate race between Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman and celebrity Dr. Mehmet Oz, who are trying to replace Republican Senator Pat Toomey, who's retiring. So what does the first batch of results show? Um, well, looking at state returns, um, John Fetterman is sitting at a pretty big lead. But again, mm -hmm. this is mail-in ballots. It's very early. Um, John Fetterman sitting at about 80% of the vote right now, while um, Mehmet Oz is sitting um, a little under 18%. Um, so we're going to be refreshing our screens all night watching this one in particular because uh, before today, I mean, this was the race, Trinae and Abby, I'm sure you remember hearing about like it was neck and neck, super close. This is the one that the whole country is watching very closely to see what happens because if Fetterman wins, then this is an opportunity for Democrats to pick up an extra seat in the Senate. So um, because right now, again, they'd be replacing Republican Senator Pat Toomey. So Pennsylvania could end up with two um, Democratic senators if Fetterman won tonight. Yeah, you know what is also interesting about this race is uh, that late endorsement from Oprah for John Fetterman. Oh, yeah. And I wonder if that's going to help in any way. And it's such a touchy topic because Oprah also has, a, you know, a professional relationship with Dr. Oz. And yet she chose to endorse Fetterman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Fetterman got, he really pulled out all the stops in the last couple weeks of this election because he also had both for, uh, former President Barack Obama and current President Joe Biden come out and were at the same event. And was yeah. that in Philadelphia? I think that was in Philly, like recently. And so they, they had a huge campaign mm -hmm. event. Um, so yeah, he really is getting all the support. Yeah, I was very surprised to see Oprah so that was, uh, you know, I kind of expected to maybe see, you know, Biden and Obama, but Oprah in this last, you know, last hour, very interesting. She doesn't even live here. <laughs> right. But according to the commercial, if she did live here, she would vote for Fetterman. <laughs> it was so funny. All right. Let's shift gears and let's talk about the U.S. House, which, again, tight race. Um all of our congressional representatives were up for re-election. Um, so does it look like they'll hold their seats is the big question, Abby. 
Yeah, so it looks like most of the people running are going to maintain their seats, except for two. And this is according to an NPR article. Um, there's just two that might be kind of close this year. So the first one is in District 7. It's actually a rematch between Susan Wilde and Lisa Scheller. Um, Wilde is the first woman to represent Pennsylvania's 7th Congressional District in the U.S. US House of Representatives, and according to her website, has focused on health care and bipartisanship, among other issues in her time in office. And Lisa Scheller, according to her website, hopes to cut taxes and combat combat inflation. Um, And she also believes that her position as a CEO at a company that manufactures aluminum pigment will help her. Uh, navigate issues in the House of Representatives. They think this is going to be a close race because of the redistricting that happened last year. Okay, Um, interesting. Now the district is leaning more Republican, and Lisa Scheller, the last time she faced off with Wilde, barely got beat, so they're thinking that this redistricting might really kind of swing the other way. Um, and in a similar in a similar situation with redistricting in District 17, Chris Deluzio and Jeremy Schaefer are set to be close. Mm-hmm. Um, in the in the fight for the seat that used to be held by Connor Lamb, who lost the Democratic nomination to John Fetterman. Um, so Deluzio is a veteran of the war in Iraq, but is against what he calls forever wars. He's pro-choice and stands with the labor movement, according to his website. And as of right now, Susan Wilde and Chris Deluzio are leading in these races, but we'll see as the night continues if that flips. Yes, and the the votes are coming in. They're coming in, y'all. This is exciting. And we're back. It is now 10.20 p.m. and I have this 24-ounce cup of coffee. Uh, we are pushing through and getting these results. They're coming in. Um, it's There's definitely a different picture according to the Department of State's website. Let's see. Uh, Shapiro is leading in the race for governor. He has about 57.75% of the vote and Mastriano is at 40.47%. In the US Senate race, uh it's starting to spread a little bit. Fetterman is at 52.72%, so about 53%, and Oz is about 45%, 44.93%. It is so close, y'all. Yeah, we're not going to have any projected winners i don't think tonight i definitely not i mean trinae i mean maybe you got plans to stay up all night with that coffee i can't believe you're drinking coffee at this point i I would i can't i can't drink coffee this late (laughs) but yeah it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting uh wednesday Mm -hmm. but uh it's the only thing keeping my eyes open (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i and it's uh it's kind of a bummer. I mean, I think uh, Pennsylvanians are were hoping to wake up tomorrow morning knowing who their new governor or U.S. senator was going to be, but I just don't think that that's going to be the case. Um, but again, we're recording this on Tuesday night, election night, at like 10 p.m., so maybe when you're listening to this, things will look very differently. I'm sure that they will, but this is what we know so far. And, you know, going back to that... Um, 
that Fetterman Oz race, you know, and how like at the beginning of the night when the results first dropped, you know, Fetterman had this huge lead and now we're seeing Oz kind of creeping up. And this is what we kind of expected to see because again, that first wave that was all mail-in ballots. Now we're starting to see those in-person votes. They're, they're being counted. Um, and, uh, interestingly, Republicans typically like to vote in person. So that's why we're seeing Oz start to chip away at that large Fetterman lead. Yeah. And looking at the Philadelphia City Commissioner's website, uh, let's see, there's about 1,700 divisions and 789 uh, divisions have reported so far. So we're at 46 percent of the divisions that have reported. So almost halfway there at 10 o'clock. So uh, this, this, is, this is part of the, the process. The voter turnout numbers do keep climbing up, though. I mean, it's like sitting at 20 percent now for a midterm for Philadelphia. I don't know. I, I would love to hear what Denise had to say about that. But I feel like that's for sure. It's not bad. <laughs> and we'll have more statewide analysis on these races later this week with CityCast Pittsburgh. Isandra, how did those local Philadelphia ballot questions turn out. Mm, yes, those confusingly worded ballot questions that we all had to answer. <laughs> um, so the ballot question number one, which had to do with um, basically creating a separate aviation department within city government for the airport, because right now the airport like operations, like its budget and like special projects, like it's embedded in the city's Department of Commerce. So what this ballot question was asking voters was like, if you say yes, then they'll create a new cabinet where the director of this aviation department would report to the mayor. And um, again, our political contributor, Denise Clay Murray, she broke this down for us on our on a previous episode and talked about how there wasn't really much opposition to this because... I mean, who wouldn't like the airport to run more smoothly, right? And it sounds like if it had its own department, it would run more smoothly. It wouldn't have as much red tape, bureaucratic red tape to cut through. Um, so looking at the results that have come in so far, looks like that ballot question is going to pass. It's got 67% of the vote. Um, voters said yes to this. Um, so... Philadelphia will likely have a new airport department, aviation department, I should say. Interesting and shameless plug. Go listen back to that episode so you can get all the details. Absolutely. What about the other ballot question? Yeah, so ballot question two would basically give career and technical education graduates or CTE graduates um, an advantage when applying for city jobs. Um, so this, the, I think the hope for this was to incentivize more applicants for city jobs because there's a ton of vacancies right now. And um, currently veterans have special preference for these jobs. And so this wouldn't take away that advantage from veterans. It would just add a preference to for CTE grads. This was one that Denise said, like, didn't seem too controversial. You know, she kind of made the point, like, who wouldn't want to, like, help these CTE grads out, like, get access to, like, these careers and good benefits with city jobs. And um, mm -hmm. so there wasn't a ton of opposition. Some veterans organizations did speak out against this at a city council meeting just because they were a little bit worried, like, hey, if you're going to give preferential treatment to CTE grads. What does this mean for us? Um, right. Anyways, 
Looking at the results, that one also seems likely to pass. 69% of voters voted yes on ballot question number two. And we also had a special city council election. Abby, that's something that you focused on. Where are we with those results? Yeah, so, so far um, we had four people resign from city council. So the, um, the we had four special elections. Two of those seats are for at-large city council seats and two are for District 9 and District 7. Um, and that's because those elected officials are trying to make their bids for mayor in next year's election. Yeah, so three of the people who have resigned from city council have like officially come out and announced that they were going to run for mayor. That's Derek Green, Maria Quinones-Sanchez, and Sherelle Parker. Um, And Alan's almost the fourth one. He hasn't actually come out and said he's going to run, Um, but he's kind of hinted in like a really weird, ambiguous tweet that he might. Yeah, so right now, um, unsurprisingly, all the Democratic um, candidates for these four positions are leading. Uh, Historically, that checks out. Um, So right now, Jim Hardy is is winning for city council member, the first at-large position. Um, Sharon Vaughn is winning for the second at-large position. Ketsi Lozada is leading in the 7th district right now, and in the 9th district, Anthony Phillips is leading. So those are all Democratic candidates. They're all leading by quite a bit. I think that will probably continue to tomorrow, but hey, you never know. Yeah, and real quick, I mean, we should also give an update on the... um the U.S. House race for for Pennsylvania, just because um, a couple of those have been called. Um, so for the second district, uh, Democrat Brendan Boyle um, is the projected winner there. Um, and then in the third district, uh, Democrat Dwight Evans is also predicted to be the winner there. And then in that race you were talking about earlier, Abby, the, the kind of like really tight one that was uh, a little bit spicy with Susan Wilde and Lisa Scheller. Um, so uh, Susan Wilde is uh, still in the lead at 30% of the vote. So we'll see if she can hold on to her seat. But yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. All very interesting. Abby, Alexandra, thanks for staying up with me and talking this out when as we're getting the election results. This was fun. Yeah, thanks, Trinae. This was totally. fun. Can't, can't wait to see all the results coming in then over the next few days. Be sure to tune in to Friday's episode where we'll have more analysis of PA's statewide election results with our sister podcast, CityCast Pittsburgh. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed the show, getting all these election results, why not tell a friend about CityCast Philly? Rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye.